And now for something completely different. Forget everything you've been told by others before. Get ready for the real deal. The full story. Real talk about money, markets, life. Now, it's The Real Investment Show, presented by RIA Advisors. It's Friday again. Welcome to Financial Fitness Friday. I'm Rich Russell, and I'm here with Nash Roberts, because I'm old man, the bad man. Oh, no, it's Danny Ratliff, CFP. I don't know. I don't have any idea whose voice that is. But. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody else is trying to figure that out too. <laughs> I know what, what you're alluding to. What do you mean, Lance? Um, the market's sort of flat this morning. Dow futures up eight, S and P five, Nasdaq futures up forty-seven. Pretty pretty quiet today. Although we will see the release of U.S. inflation data. Annual revisions to the Consumer Price Index. So last year was significant enough to cause some doubt to the overall inflation fight. So that will be interesting. Let's see. Seems that uh, the Fed's rate of change is headed in the right direction, Danny. Even though, of course, um, we're still dealing with the big bucket of inflation. I just saw what my... Auto insurance premiums are at this year. I had to sit down for a minute. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, that inflation's really under control, isn't it? Yeah, they're going to push you to a walkable <laughs> city. Is that always? <laughs> yeah. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. It's a common theme. The walkable city. If you get rid of your car, everything will be fine. Man, I'm telling you. Just something else. So um, I think it's ridiculous, and we've been saying this, I think, since uh, early this year, although this feels like it's already like, yeah, I don't know, November. <laughs> it's like this year. It's like, moving on. Let's get on to the next year based on already. As I, I posted something on Facebook today. It's like, oh, my gosh, this year is so long. It's just February. <laughs> But I just, it, I think it's ridiculous. Frankly, I don't know any other word for it that the market believes that the Fed needs to lower rates, right? I mean, they should be, they should be coveting those rate, uh, those rates. Like, uh, who's that dude in Lord of the Rings, the creepy dude? My precious. Like, why do I need to release these? Why do I need to lower rates? I don't have any reason at all to lower rates, especially in March. I did not think Powell's commentary on 60 Minutes was that hawkish. It's just that he's being prudent and he's holding them close to the vest. Why? Because except for the fact that the market is addicted, like a little girl, I want my doll. Why do, why do we need to lower rates? No, we don't. But the market has implied or, or has thought for however long, yeah. you know, months now, that, hey, March is going to happen. And then we're going to have five or six cuts this year. Mm -hmm. And... Drone Powell has never come out and said that, which is what's really interesting. That because is true. Everybody says, follow the Fed, follow the Fed. Well, he has, and listen, I get it. It's very difficult to take him at face value because he has said, hey, inflation is transitory until it's not, and then goes on the fastest rate hiking campaign he's been on or the Fed has ever been on. But 
he has been very adamant that we're not cutting right now. And there's been no economic data to suggest that he should. Correct. So, you know, that three, maybe four is probably much more in line with what's actually going on. And the interesting thing is if you look at most of these these big banks or the people that have been calling for more rate cuts, what's their outlook been on the economy? Um, well, J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon's always concerned. I mean, he's been predicting a recession for what? Yeah, I mean, we've had that for a I while, mean, which is not interesting. That because not that he's impractical. I mean, I, I think he's a smart dude, but he's definitely been... He's been on the more, on the more negative, bearish side, bearish of, the side camp of things, yeah. Than than usual, especially for a big institution like like well, JP Morgan. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but you know, if if you think about most of these guys, are still bullish, or have changed their tune to be bullish. Right. Well, I, I think you're going to need some type of accommodative economic policy. But right now, there's nothing that would suggest oh. that the Fed needs to cut. And if that were the case, that probably would not be very bullish. Right. Right. If there's a break in the labor uh, force somewhere, if their numbers start to, and again, we've been seeing consistently layoffs, mostly in the tech area, uh, but we have seen UPS and so forth. But I think labor is the is the all determining factor, and where it goes, and unit uh, labor costs. We saw that these costs did not; they were a little heated last time around. <laughs> TK goes Walter Brennan voice. That's what it was. Dag nabbit. <laughs> uh, the YouTube channel is alive and well. <laughs> they said, look, I think Ed Miranda said, Jerry Lewis, when he used to go, lady, hey, lady. Remember that? Danny doesn't remember. Oh, I know it, though. Yep. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, the market is, I say, enjoy the ride. That's what I've been telling every, all the clients that I talk to. Enjoy the ride. Understand the water changes, storm clouds roll in. We don't know exactly what the catalyst is. I still think it's the Fed. I also think that geopolitical risk is high, but the numbers sort of chug along. Now, I guess this revision, the revision to an inflation numbers, we'll see how that drives markets today. But um, we pretty much know what this market's focused on. And to, pre to press the Fed, what I do like about Powell, and I very rarely say that about a Fed chair, is he's like, listen, you know, there's, I'm not, there's no reason to lower rates. We, and, and we have to be disciplined with how we do it. I think Janet Yellen would have done it already. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, you say that, but there's been plenty of opportunity for her to do things in the past that she never did. So Only if it's increasing I'm not real, rates. Lowering yeah. rates, she's real good at. Yeah. That is true. But he seems more steadfast. Like, the narrative seems sort of predictable, even though it's not what the market wants. And then we had that one day, it was a derail, and then we were right back off to the races again, right? Yeah. But I think so. there is concern. I mean, you know, we still look at the market, look at market breadth. It is relatively poor. It is. Um, you know, still with that, you know, what is it, the sexy six now versus the magnificent yeah. seven. Yeah. Or, or now, I guess somebody the other day was like, well, they just added Eli Lilly and took out Tesla. It's like, well, uh -huh. genius. Um, but it, it's still that same type of narrative. And I think that does cause a little bit of concern in the future as far as how markets are going to perform. You may um, have to change the name of the Magnificent Seven to the Sexy Seven because if you got Lily in there, that means you're losing some weight and you're looking good. Oh, uh, okay. 
<laughs> now you're thinking. <laughs> but to your point, the breadth, look at the performance of the RSP, the equal weight index compared to the S&P 500, right? Um, I'm not saying that the move is illegitimate. It's valid move. A move is a move. You take it, right? Yeah. You, you can't argue. Like, people will stomp their feet and go, I think the market should be. Well, it doesn't matter what you think. You but you also have to think of how long have we been trading sideways? So have you burned some excess Oh, off? yeah. That's true. Since when? Over two years ago. Two and a half years. Uh-huh. Be right back, everyone. Investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. Now, right out of Horror 101, mutant wolves have been roaming the human free Chernobyl exclusion zone and have developed cancer resilient genomes. Now, if that's not a movie in the making, I don't know what is. So what would be the plot they on this They have adapted for and survived. Well, there would have to be some major mutant wolf that breaks away from Chernobyl mm. and gets into the free world. And what does this wolf do with its superpowers? I don't know. Tens of football game with Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> What position is she playing? I saw this going a different direction. Yeah, me too. That's why I threw you off. Man, if, if I have to hear her name again, I, why do people care so much? It's pop culture, and the United yeah. States is pop culture. It's, it's enough. Move on. She's probably the best thing that has happened to football. Oh, no doubt. I mean, they said the numbers have gone through the roof. Right, because people, a lot of people are... who yeah. never watched, watching. Now are watching. Yeah. So... Hmm. I think when she breaks up with this dude, I got the title for her new song, though. Well, she's probably already written it. You think so? Yeah. Of Put course. it in the end zone or something like that. Isn't every one of her songs about a breakup? Or it is, yeah. A, a mistake? They're saying that he's going to propose at the. I don't see it. I would just say that <laughs> her choice in men, be careful of who she recommends. You talking about presidents or? I'm not <laughs> saying. It's like following Listen, in Janet Yellen one, for investment moves. It, it is. No, no lie. That's a good one. What are you trying to say, Danny? <laughs> I know my friend Nancy's better at all this. I invested in toys.com. <laughs> but the one thing you do have to say about Taylor Swift um. She's a great marketer. She, those, those girls that follow her, I mean, 
She's a phenomenon. I mean, mm -hmm. whatever she is, you know, like we always try to figure out the formula for success, like how many followers you get and all this junk on social media, how many hits you get. It's, it's like there's some luck element to it. There's some connect that she's got. Oh, they're saying that she uh, could sway a fifth of the population with how she votes, who she endorses, which is nuts. I'm not looking for anybody to... To sway. I think most of her most of her fans are like nine years old. Yeah. So I'm not actually I'm not really worried about that at all because look at the percentage of young people who actually vote. I mean, yes, but I get your point. She can she can motivate mm -hmm. actions. Um, you Which know, if that's overall. what's going to be your your overall driver. But I think what I mean outside of the negativity about her, I mean that's the that's that's America. Yeah. As much as she might not like it. That's what make you know the success, the way you're able to do these things, right? She gives money to charity, whatever it is, is because she's in the good old USA. Maybe she needs to appreciate that a little bit, like Toby Keith did, which was a big loss. That was terrible. Yeah, sixty-two. So, yeah, my dad had stomach cancer, died at fifty-two. That they they that is. Just so much of a death sentence. I mean, it's very much a challenge to yeah. overcome that. When I saw him perform, I was like, ooh, maybe he's in, you know, you get at this short period of remission, but that was definitely um, a loss. But, um, you know, overall, you watching the Super Bowl? So we, um, uh oh. <laughs> We here, don't have a TV in the, in the, comes. the rental house. Oh, okay. oh really? Well, that, you know, that's not a bad idea. Which is, I have one, but we don't have it hooked up. Okay. It, Michelle's kind of like, you know what? Don't do not do it. Let's see what happens. No, it's been great. Yeah. I mean, it's been, that's great been, a, been a bit, and um, it's been fantastic. Not that we watch a lot of TV to begin with. No, but with. if the kids are white, like you said, you got to monitor everything. Well, you got to yeah. monitor everything, and, and they don't watch a ton of TV. We just uh -huh. don't allow it. But it's um, taken away that, hey, can we watch TV? Can we watch TV? Type deal. Now it's like we don't have one. No, but it's great. They've been reading a ton of books, which they read a little bit anyways, or, or a bunch. But um, now I'd say they're reading a whole lot. Um, you know, they're spending time Danny, doing next things step that we'd prefer. Is Danny's going to cut the electricity. They're rereading by candle. Man, now you're talking. Just like back in the olden days. <laughs> yeah. Little house on the prairie. I just got my electric <laughs> bill from last month, and we had all these blowers in the house, yeah. like everything nonstop. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh man, yeah. I, I could cut it after this. It's more like little rental house on the prairie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all I'm saying is I don't, I don't, I'm not into sports. Not my thing. You all enjoy it. That's what America's Will you watch about. this one? No. No, I have no reason to. Yeah. I'll be reading a book or writing or something else. The next day is a work day. We'll be sleeping. <laughs> I am always interested in the commercials. I have to tell you. Now, what they're saying is that Bud Light is, has done a 180. The Clydesdales are the, back? They said the Clydesdale with the dogs running in the snow and the Clydesdales running. And I'm going to cry. And I know I'm going to cry. Those are great commercials. They so are. I want to see how they were. They were really great. They were so commercials always are fun, but you watch those. You can watch those the next day. It's the Super Bowl of advertising. It certainly is. Bum, 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 bum. But, but I'm sure we'll we'll probably watch. We have family in town. Oh, okay. So we'll, mm -hmm. I'm sure they'd like to. So we'll. I don't know. We'll see. Better hook. I don't up have a dog TV. in the fight. I don't really care who wins or loses. Uh, no. Mm -mm. So we'll see what the YouTube channel is going to be.
Niners or Chiefs? Oh, that's who's playing the Niners and the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome are we, to are we still February twenty twenty four. Are we still allowed? Yeah. To, are we still allowed to say Chiefs? Oh. <laughs> Don't even go there. <laughs> Not now, Rich. Thank you. <clears throat> All I'm saying is that she's got a formula that works, and so my girlfriend's daughter Piper she wants a Taylor Swift cake and H-E-B is afraid of copyright infringement <laughs> um, but they make a cake now and it looks like a sundial like, like slivers yeah. of cake and with all her albums along the side in icing so it, it's a you know young girls yeah, when, you, when, I went to the, when I went to the movies I can't remember what movie I saw and the Taylor Swift movie was playing the, the cutest thing, though, I have to admit, is seeing all these young girls wearing their little outfits, all excited. You know, you know that part I sort of liked. Like kids being kids. And she doesn't seem mm. to sing anything totally yeah, yeah, outrageous yeah. enough like you would expect from some artists. So There is that. Yeah. And, and I think you touched on probably the key point, though. She is the epitome of the American dream gone right. Yes, I mean, that's what everybody aspires to. Absolutely. So bully for her. That's what I say. When people are all like, I can tell they're jealous. Oh, my gosh, I don't like her. I listen, I don't, I don't find her. I don't like her. I'm not into her music, no. but I'm not her audience. Yeah. Me. But she does resonate with her audience, and she makes a lot of money doing it. You know, if she wants to fly her jet, even though she's all, let her fly it. That's what Fly I don't get. Hey, hold on now, but here's the problem with, with most of this argument uh -oh. is that if, if 99% of the people who could afford a jet that complain about her, they would have a jet. They would get places quickly. You would expedite the process. Nobody likes flying commercial, number one. Oh, my gosh. When you hear some of the stories. Oh, man, no. <laughs> so, so for most people that are, that are going after her, get out of here. Because if you had the ability and the means, you would do the exact same thing. Absolutely. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Absolutely. So you would do the same darn thing she's doing. I, I can promise you I would do it. I would promise you the same. Because you never know what you're up against on a commercial flight. The fact that they miss bolts, is that, that's the least of your problems. <laughs> well, the, no, but not only that. The of people who can't hold in their bowels and all the other stuff you hear about on airplanes. I mean, it is a train wreck. You know, when I was a kid, when I was a youngin, you'd get all dressed up to go on a plane. It was like, what am I doing? Like you cut on a suit and a tie, and it was like, like the 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 airplane trip was part of the vacation. That was the adventure. Like you know, you have the stewardess run. You know, if you can say that anymore. She or you know, you went down the road, down the aisle in the little cart, and you have prime rib and all this stuff. And you look at it today, and you go, what? The heck happened? Would you like to buy some peanuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, if, if I could stay off a commercial uh, flight, I would. But but no, and, and I get what where you're going with it too, Rich, and everybody's going after, you know, I love how certain segments of the population who are flying around the world trying to to make policy. We get in the YouTube chat. It's like hitting the hive. It's like hitting the hive and the bees are all... <laughs> Peter says... Peter says, I don't know sports ball. I don't know who Swift is, but, but I bet he's fast. <laughs> yeah. Peter, 
<laughs> I'm with you. Peter wins the internet. He does. I don't follow sports, Paul. <laughs> Listen, I think sports are big time suck. I understand, but I would rather be doing something productive. That's just me. Um, I, I, I enjoy sometimes going to a game. I enjoy going to, like, say you go to Minute Maid Park. I mean, the ambiance I like. I like the crowds, the open space. I do like that part of it. I think that's, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, but I agree with you, Danny. The people that are playing, look at her and her private jet. Yeah, she can afford it. She can afford more than one. She can afford two, three, four. And if that's what she wants to do and that makes her life easier, yeah, you would do the same thing. We got to get a whole book of Dannyisms. You would do the same damn thing because you would. Well, just you'd a be, hypocrisy you'd be of it all on both sides, A million right? dinosaurs a day in your little private jet. No, you're not killing a million dinosaurs. Everybody acts. Never mind. I'm, just, I'm not even. I'm just, just, I'm just telling you what the argument. Yeah. It. And it's dumb. It is dumb. I think we're going to talk about money when we get back. Not really sure. I hope Social Security, Medicare, Medicare, and the tax Taxes. implications today can hurt you in 2026. Stand by, JP. And everybody else, Peter, sports ball. We are back. The Real Investment Advice blog. It's required reading for the informed investor. Catch it today at realinvestmentadvice.com. Nothing sinks a marriage quicker than money issues. This Valentine's Day, promise you'll respect your lover's credit. Communicate about your money. And share together our first candid coffee for 2024. Five money habits of unhappy couples. Saturday, February 24th. Richard Rosso and Danny Ratliff will have money tips to help revive your financial harmony. Register now at realinvestmentadvice.com. Five money habits of unhappy couples. Candid coffee with Ratliff and Rosso. Realinvestmentadvice.com. You're listening to The Real Investment Show. Just upset JP on the YouTube channel. We're going to talk about Taylor Swift for another segment. We'll go through her balance sheet and cash flow statement, though. And the fact that she doesn't need Social Security. And I'm pretty sure she's maxing out on the threshold every year. And Irma is just going to be a name of one of her songs. But for you, yeah. But for the new year, you got to keep in mind when you are on Medicare, you're always two years behind. Right? You have to remember that you can appeal your IRMA. Now, remember what IRMA is it's an additional charge or surcharge on top of your base premiums, Part B and Part D, because of how much modified adjusted gross income that you have. So, yeah, notices that went out in November telling all Social Security and Medicare beneficiaries how much their new COLA-adjusted Social Security will be and how much it will be reduced by, one, 
if they're doing it that way, the people who have Part B taken out, right, they're 2024 Part B. Um, but if income in 2022 exceeded their 2024 IRMA thresholds, that's 103000 for single individuals and 206000 for married couples, they will be charged the IRMA. Dagnabbit, I hate that damn IRMA. She messed up my soup. She burns the bread. Now, you can appeal Irma. We always talk about Danny and I, SSA-44. It has to be filed within 60 days of receiving that letter. And the countdown starts five days after the date of the letter. And based on the U.S. Postal Service, you probably really have about 10 days <laughs> to file it. Plus, by the time you get the letter. Um, so, but, but what's important about this is I think is Let's that, talk about the Irma, yeah. And yeah. what goes into that, that, because you might be very surprised what goes into the formula. Well, you but, might say, 206000 I don't, that's a lot of no money. No big deal. Married finally jointly. Yeah, but that's what goes I'll, into that. I'll never that, get there. But here's the problem that, is that, that you know, dash, they, dash, 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 formula. Go ahead. <laughs> Dave's like, they're going to kill him. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just making sure. Yeah, I'm done. I'm kidding. Um, so, so I think the thing that, to think about with Irma, and this is why we talk about, you know, not just about diversification of assets or funds, but like where do you physically house them? What type of an account? Do you pay taxes now versus paying taxes later? Mm-hmm. I mean, Rich, how many people do you know that have done very well saving funds, but everything's yes. been inside of that 401k or traditional IRA? They go to retire. They say, you know what? We're going to check off a bucket list item here. We want to buy a lake house. or We want to go do something, you know, extravagant. We'll buy take a, a nice car. Trip. I have a client that wanted yeah. to buy like a really nice. I've never vintage, had a nice car. I want one nice yeah. car. Yeah. Right. From Gateway Motors. Really cool site. Take a look at it with all their cool. I mean, amazing cars from the yeah. 50s, 60s and 70s. We only had one place to take the money from, though. It is the IRA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is why you need to think about. Where do you put funds now? Because if you take a lot of money out, and in this instance, this example, somebody did seventy five thousand. And today, well, this was way more. This is like five six hundred thousand. Oh yeah, that's same. But even that took him and took him. The, yeah. yeah, ended up with all the other expenses for the year, taking this person up to the full amount. So that would be like this year, greater than over or over seven hundred fifty thousand. So they had an additional four hundred nineteen dollars wow. thirty cent. Premium on top of the Part B regular premium. Correct. And we're not even talking about Part so D. So we're talking about basically yeah. six hundred bucks, five hundred ninety-four dollars, and it's not just if you're married; it's not just for you; it's for you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. So now you start thinking, say, "Wow, six hundred bucks. What is that? Seventy-two hundred dollars a year times two. That's just your Part B premium. That's right. Part D also has that. Correct. And then you still got to pay for your Medigap. Right. Thank goodness Medigap doesn't have an Irma. So this is where this can become problematic. Now, we've also seen this where somebody, maybe they had deferred comp or they had other things come in or they received a large severance package when they they retired or were were let go. There are ways. And so that form that Rich was just mentioning, SSA 44, allows you to appeal it. And so basically, if you have a life-changing event, Mm -hmm. say this is a one-time deal where I lost my job, I'm no longer working, income is completely, you know, it's it's. It's evaporated, not just gone, uh, or not just declining. It's just gone. 
And here's the reason why. Yeah, and it gives that you life events that correct. you need to check Marriage, off. Marriage, divorce. Now, buying a house or buying a 1972 Toronado <laughs> doesn't count as a life event. That's right. It should, but it doesn't. <laughs> um, so SSA 44 becomes very, very important when you first retire. And you're no longer going to be making the income you were going to be making while working. I have very rarely seen any issues with it. You can't appeal if you're late on sending the letter back. And I've seen I've seen the responses pretty generous when people are late. But keep this in mind. You may not realize this. So to Danny's point, diversification of accounts as you get closer to retirement, if I had the ability to take $75,000 out of this gentleman's accounts, I would look at where he is in his tax brackets, his average, his effective rate, but it mostly is marginal, where he was in his, his marginal rates. And I would figure out how much I would pull from his IRA, how much I possibly would pull from Roth, and how much I would pull from brokerage, which would not even nudge the needle on taxes mm-hmm. and the IRMA equation. That is the beauty. Because when you get into harvesting mode, or decumulation mode, it's very important to manage your taxes. Because of all these backdoor taxes, you are not going to fall into the lowest tax bracket. Your Social Security is taxed enough to where even if you're sometimes you're in, you think you're in the 12% bracket, you're really in the 22% bracket. So you've got to be understanding, and this is now all of a sudden, Danny, we've been talking about it for years. Now with the SECURE Act and everything almost I see on TV, it's Roth, 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 Roth. Everybody now is on a Roth bandwagon. Roth 401k, all good. But you want to appeal the Irma if it is a one-time event. Otherwise, you're not going to be, you're not going to be able to do it. Now, you got to look for SSA 1099. That's a form you're going to get. That's the amount of benefits you paid in 2023 for tax reporting. Um, purposes. So the amount in box five is going to give you full amount of social security paid minus any benefits subject repaid to social security, right? Then you have to look at um, whose income, when you got income plus half of social security, because keep in mind when social security is taxed, you go, okay, what goes into that? What we call provisional or that modified adjusted. Oh yeah. This is a fun one. Yeah. Right. So Okay, I'll get, you know, if I'm going to be, if I'm in excess of 34000 in income or 44000 joint, then 85% of my Social Security could be taxable. Um, wait, what goes into this? My municipal tax income? I get tax-free, federally tax-free income from my municipal bonds. That goes into the equation? Half your Social Security goes into the equation? Like like a mother bird regurgitating for her baby birds. <laughs> I'm gonna see it again. By so part of my social security is going into the equation. Diabolical Frankenstein type of formula. Obviously, money coming out of you. Say you're working a part time job. That's given. Income that comes out ordinary income tax from your IRA. So most people whether they like it or not, are going to be taxed 
on their Social Security. So you got to look at, especially new Social Security beneficiaries, how much should you prepay in taxes? You could do voluntary withholding or tax payments. So this is Form W-4V. You can have four different rates. You could do 7, 10, 12, 22%. And people go, wait a minute, what? And that's implied, that's applied to the entire amount, not the 85% that's taxable. So you're a high-income client. You're like, we have high income, people that make pretty good incomes in retirement. They go, well, how much should I withhold? I tell them, you have to, you have to withhold the max from Social Security, and that still may not be enough. And, and that's, when that's when, Danny, this is when people get hit with it and understand the realization. They go, I, I feel like I paid into this system, <laughs> and now I'm paying taxes on it again? that I need to have withholding taken from my Social Security? Yes. That is a tax impact that you wouldn't have because in the provisional income formula, Roth is not included. Now, maybe in 30, 40 years it will. Maybe they'll say the earnings on Roth would be. But for the most part, no. So if I have mostly Roth accounts, I have a client that has mostly Roth and he's going to take income from a permanent life insurance policy. Ooh, we haven't so, gotten to that in a while. So I know, but his overall income is going to be about $90,000. Tax-free. From the Social Security perspective, especially. Yeah. $90,000 plus the max of Social Security not taxed one penny in retirement and that is retirement nirvana right there very cool when nobody was investing in Roth he said I'm doing this I get it Taxes good for him going on. yeah I thought you're the man we'll be back Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. So in 2024, you have to plan for 2026 Irma. Right? Will you be able to keep your modified adjusted gross income plus tax exempt interest? below that first IRMA threshold. Now, we don't know what those thresholds are, but we do know you probably can increase it by at least 5 to 7%. So that may be 108 to 206,000, right? So you might avoid the IRMA, but more and more people are finding it difficult to do that, especially if you are doing Roth conversions. Sometimes that really hurts people, but I try to, when we run our analysis, we show them, listen, it's a little pain now for benefits later because what we find in the analyses is that your IRMA will spike, but then what we're trying to do is over your lifetime in retirement is even it out. Now, you may not ever be at the bottom threshold. Maybe you're at the first tier, but at least we control that. We can control where Irma goes. 
But when people are doing big Roth conversions, they understand it's a little painful up front. And when you do an analysis, that's already accounted for in the process. But then when you do Roth conversions, there's something called the five-year rule. And Danny, like you said, it's a little nebulous, so people don't really have a good grasp. And I think the government does a lousy job explaining it. But what exactly is this five-year rule when it comes to Roth? Well, let's be frank. I think a lot of people just don't quite understand it because, number one, like you mentioned, the government does a poor job of And it makes no it. sense. It's and advisors in general, I don't think, do yeah. a good enough a job explaining this. Mm -hmm. So that five-year rule or what people would typically, we also call it seasoning, meaning that there's a period of time that these funds, once you do a conversion or put funds into a Roth, they have to be in this account for you to make these tax-free withdrawals. But one thing that has failed to be mentioned over and over again is that that's on your earnings. So if you put $10,000 in and it went up to 11, you made 10%. You could still take funds out. You cannot take out your interest. So you could not deplete the whole account in that before that five-year period. So you're saying your contributions. Well, that's why sometimes advisors treat this like a emergency savings account, right? Correct. Which makes no sense. Which but, we don't like because yeah. we don't like that leakage. Right. But it, but it's taxed. So the way that they look at this, you know, when anything that, that we have, it's you look at it from a taxation perspective, it's what we would call LIFO or FIFO. Last in, first out, first in, first out. On a Roth, it is FIFO. Mm -hmm. So meaning first in, first out. Meaning your conversion or principal that you put in would be considered first in. So if I have ten if I have ten thousand in a Roth and now it's twenty. I can take 10. Correct. Because it's going to be my contributions. I'm not saying you should. But you got to be careful because that clock is ticking on the, the 10,000 that you've made. For that five-year period. For that five-year period. Right. Now, typically when we advise people to put funds into the Roth, we do want to have some runway before you start making distributions. Yeah, because yeah, the beauty we, of this is you've just yeah. paid taxes. Yep. But now these funds are going to go tax-free. So you've got to give it some time to recoup the amount lost from taxes. But over a longer period of time, especially if, number one, this tax code sunsets, which we know in 2026, if nothing is done, we're going to revert back to the old tax code, meaning brackets will condense mm -hmm. and the numbers will be a little bit, that rates will be higher. Yes. So when we're putting money in Roth, we're looking longer term. And sometimes... We're looking at multiple life expectancies. That's right. Because it is a legacy asset. And that's Especially not talked for about spouses. Enough. It's not. It it's comes up, you know, like Ed Slott, who's a great tax advisor. He'll talk about that quite a bit, but it doesn't. So let's, let's just delve a little bit into that as to why it's become even more important of an estate planning or legacy tool. Yeah, so Secure Act 2.0 made some changes with how RMDs, required minimum distributions, mm -hmm. for beneficiaries have to be done. No, previously, if you had a non-spousal beneficiary, so so number one, if you're married, you pass, your IRA funds or retirement accounts can be assumed by your spouse. If you have a non-spousal beneficiary, then historically they've been able, they've been able to take required minimum distributions over their lifetime. There's a couple caveats, but just we're going to look at 30,000 feet. Sure. Now, the new rule is that you need to take a required minimum distribution each year, but the numbers will change, have changed, 
and it has to be completely liquidated by the end of year 10. Mm-hmm. So if you have a traditional IRA and maybe your children or your heirs, maybe they're younger and they're in their peak earnings years. Yeah, you might really create a tax heartache for them. Correct. So now you lose that tax control or the control that you would have had where you know you still have to take some, but it's typically minimal. I say heartache for one reason, because paying taxes really hurts me in the heart. Oh, man, no doubt. Especially lately. Yeah. Okay. So if you have that Roth, mm-hmm. taxes have been paid, right? We can't do that, what we used to call a stretch IRA, where you try to stretch it over numerous lives. Mm-hmm. Now we have that window that you have to get the funds out. But the Roth will still require you to take an RMD, but it comes out tax-free. So there's some great benefit into something like this. There is. There also is, if say, for example, you have uh, a long-term care event. Say you're in your 80s, you retire in the 60s, it's 20 years. And now if you start pulling money out of your IRA, you're going to wind up paying more taxes at a time when you really don't. That that money could come in handy tremendously, if you're, especially if you're self-insuring. And that Roth money could be really good for long-term care expenses. Because again... At least I know I'm not going to have my Social Security taxed. Um, I'm going to be pushed into a higher bracket. That's right. Uh, all of this. Because I need, with the long-term care expenses, I need every dollar to work for me. So if you're going to live for a longer period of time, and most people are, then Roth could work. Now, for younger people, we say Roth 401k. If you're 10 years from retirement, five years from retirement, you may not want to do a Roth conversion because, oh, gosh, I'm already in a higher tax bracket. Okay, I get it. Well, all you have to do is shut off your contributions to, to your traditional 401k, turn on Roth 401k. Yeah, you're going to pay more in taxes every year, but you're a human capital earnings machine. You can do it. Well, I had that conversation with somebody yesterday, in uh-huh. fact, and so they've been putting the majority of their funds into... The pre-tax. Pre-tax. Like with, which is what people Just are told. traditional, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And putting a very, very small percentage, like actually 1% into the Roth. At least they so were well, doing Dave, something. What do you think? <laughs> um, I said, well, you know, I need to jump into the numbers, dive into this a mm-hmm. little bit more. Because number one, I want to understand exactly where your taxes are, where your tax code's looking at. Are you using a standard deduction? Are you itemizing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need to, to go a little bit deeper here. And it's somebody who is going to retire here very shortly. So... While I love the idea of this, but also you have to consider what are your expenses on the back end of this? Mm. Are you going to be in a lower tax bracket? Mm-hmm. Then maybe it makes sense that we do a conversion in, in a couple of years. Uh-huh. Um, instead, you know, you put the pre-tax in now, high income earner, and then later down the road when you have no you other have income coming in, we've got a little more flexibility. Yeah. So four required minimum distributions hit, which say would be 72. Well, 73. 73. 73 now. Yeah. I mean, they're going to graduate up to 2033, go yeah. to 75. Right. So there's a lot of considerations that you need to take into account when thinking about where do you put these funds. But as you mentioned, Rich, I think if you're young, Roth all the way. Just, I, I don't think there's much question. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And there's no income limitations on the Roth 401k. Yes. Not a Roth IRA where you're subject, right? You are able to do it, the same thing you're doing. It's just one side of the same coin. Roth 401k traditional. And by the way, in a couple of years, if you're 
adjusted gross income is 145000 or more, and you make catch-up contributions. Ooh, they're going to get you anyways. They're going to put you into Roth anyway. The government wants their money now. J.G. Wentworth, we've been calling that for years. So that's actually in effect now, but they, they have they, not they rolled it out. They can't roll it out. Yeah. Logistics, right? So what they say, 2026, it has to be done by? Right. Yeah. But, but not a bad thing either. I think it's great. I think the Rothification and Secure Act 2.0, and I rarely say anything good coming from mostly the government, this is a good idea. Now, the government being so myopic, who knows what they do in 40 years? <laughs> Wait a minute, what did we do? But for now, your retirement, probably your children's, you're going to be fine because the fatted calf is pre-tax. That's where the money is. That's what they want to tackle. That is why they, they took the, uh, the non-spousal inherited IRA distributions and neutered it. I mean, it's, that's why, to give them cash. Well, if you look at everything that they've done here recently, number mm -hmm. one, we understand where the deficits are. Lance, Mike, talk about this regularly on the show. Mm -hmm. um, we write about it at realinvestmentadvice.com. You have questions. You, you want to learn a little bit about what's going on. That is a conveyor belt of information. But we, you need to think about with that problem continuing, what will likely happen later down the road? We're, we're likely going to have to see higher taxes, which is why we've seen them roll out these new you know, everybody was concerned the Roth was going to go away. Right. All legislation suggests the, the complete opposite because they're like, we need this right now. How many times did we say even before the Secure Act 2 and Secure Act, like, they have to actually encourage Roth. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. And I think actually it's a good idea. Hey, listen, five money habits of unhappy couples, Saturday, February 24th. Great tips on how to make your marriage stronger. Or if your children are getting married, they should attend this. Sign up at realinvestmentadvice.com. You all have a great weekend. Lance back on Monday. We love you. You YouTube people, you drink too much coffee. I love you. Bye.